Last night, those in and around the Space Coast got to enjoy a night launch of an Atlas rocket that lit up the night sky as it curved over the Earth. It was flat out amazing, if you ask me. A few days earlier, I took the kids out in the twilight hour to see the International Space Station passing overhead. And I told them, there's humans up there right now. There's people looking down at us. And then I showed them some sort of video from the space station and told them that it was live. And they were shocked as I said, look, they're seeing us. Wave to them. And that's when my son said, yeah, I know what goes on up there. That's how we get our Wi-Fi. Well, actually, buddy, our Wi-Fi comes from a router in our house. But I'm glad you know something about technology. As today, I want to learn a little more by talking about Soyuz rockets silicone rings and salty snacks while we encounter the MSG forces of joshing around. As far as broadband signals go, I want to thank the churches that have put up cell phone towers on their property shaped like crosses. They're much holier than thou cell phone tower trees of popular of yesteryear and probably still popular in Portland. In my neighborhood, They've begun to lay fiber optic cables throughout the old city streets. And if you ever wonder why your internet is so expensive, I'll tell you that it takes about a hundred guys and some serious heavy-duty drilling equipment to get this job done. They've been at it for like a month and haven't made it more than two or three city blocks. I can't wait to get the fiber optics myself. Michael Lewis wrote a book about this called Flash Traders about people looking to get just a few microseconds faster than the others. I'm just looking to download How I Met Your Mother a little faster, let alone make some millions of dollars. Hurry up already, guys. At a Justin Timberlake concert earlier this year, I met the man who owned the company that was subcontracted to lay those fiber optic cables. At least he did, because when I met him, he had just sold the company for a reported $50 million, which goes to show it's not just the traders making a mint off of the cables themselves. Meanwhile, Michael Lewis has a new book out called The Fifth Risk that takes a look at the consequences if people given control over our government have no idea how it works. If there are dangerous fools in this book, there are also heroes unsung. They're the linchpins of the system, those public servants whose knowledge, dedication, and proactivity keep the machinery running. Michael Lewis finds them and asks them what keeps them up at night. I look forward to this harrowing tale, which I'll read right before Halloween. Until then, I look forward to remaining ignorant. Speaking of my ignorance, it's come to my attention that I've been really hard on conservatives, Republicans, and President Trump lately. And to that I say that first and foremost, I'll always respect the office of the president. And when it comes to conservative politics, well, I come from a really conservative area. In fact... My town's home to the headquarters of one of the top 10 largest defense contractors in the world. So even our liberal politicians have conservative policies in place. When it comes to our congressmen, well, everybody just votes for the Republican. Even I've done it for years. It's just what you do. A volunteer called me from the other side and asked what their candidate might be able to do to sway my vote. And I said next to nothing. I just see voting for this Republican as my nature, my duty. And that's what I'll always do unless he starts stealing candy from babies or kisses from my wife. And then at a Trump rally, our fair congressman had the nerve to say when it comes to people on the other side that those looking after the Democratic candidate around here are just people who live in dumpy houses. 
and I really took that to heart, which isn't to say that I have a dumpy home, but this man is supposed to represent all of us in Washington, D.C., and to know that he's out there insulting at least some of us to the others, I don't know if I can stand for that. I've got to be honest, I've been disgustedly riveted by the story of the Turkish journalist Jamal Khashoggi, who disappeared inside the Saudi Arabia consulate. It now appears, based on audio recordings of the incident, that Mr. Khashoggi was tortured then dismembered while still alive. The alleged execution reportedly lasted seven minutes, during which the Saudi who cut Khashoggi's body into pieces was advised to put on earphones and listen to music. As awful as that is, what's worse is I'm about to make jokes about it when I ask in a segment that's sure to be associated with shark jumping, what do you think he played? Due to corporate obligations and other various licensing agreements, we're using Shazam ratings instead of Billboard chart rankings for songs popular in both Saudi Arabia and Turkey, the first of which is Girls Like You by Maroon 5, which I'm sure will make Adam Levine happy. After that is Solo by Clean Bandit and Demi Lovato, followed by Wade Many by Rama Riyadh. At that point, we've got a hit by Taki Taki, featuring Selena Gomez, Ozuna, and Cardi B, which is only a group you could get together if you have that Saudi prince money. The fifth spot on the charts is in Arabic, and I can't necessarily understand the song name, so we'll now switch to the Turkish charts, which opens with In My Mind by Dior Noro, Gigi D'Agostino, and, well, I guess that's it. Okay, those are both American acts, so I shouldn't have butchered the pronunciation so bad. The second song, popular by Shazam in Turkey, is Loco by Young Felix. This could be the leader in the clubhouse right now for what that Saudi was playing. Then we've got Kursuni Renkler by Goham Turkmen. There's a lot of two dots on top of vowels and fives underneath S's, so I'm really not sure about that one. It's a slow jam, probably not what was played. And then we've got Safari coming in at number four by Serena. This is a pretty classy track. But I want to hear Thunderclouds with Sia, Diplo, and Labyrinth. Huh. Oh. This is a hot track. But now, coming in at number six, which is outside the top five on the Turkish charts, our first bit of overlap, which is Solo featuring Demi Lovato. And if we let this play for just a minute, it'll become obvious that this is the winner, as she says... According to both the Mueller report and your left-leaning uncle's Facebook posts, we've long been in bed with the Russians, but it's more obvious that recently we've been in rockets with the Russians, too, as ever since the space shuttle retired, Americans have had no vehicle to bring astronauts beyond the atmosphere. At first, it was supposed to be the Constellation project that replaced the shuttle, but that got canceled due to budget constraints. Then the SLS rocket system was supposed to propel us to the heavens and beyond, but that's been pushed back due to budget constraints. Meanwhile, American astronauts sit next to cosmonauts riding to the International Space Station aboard Soyuz rockets, which is just as ridiculous as the president selling seats on Air Force One while he himself flies coach. The Russians and their ride-sharing service, though, aren't as reliable as they may seem, as the most recent Soyuz rocket to be launched from Earth had some trouble, 
and the capsule had to be ejected with the cosmonaut and astronaut Nick Hague inside. I can fill you in on the details thanks to our area's space reporter, who has the super cool name of James Dean. He goes on to say, like a ball tossed in the air, it was time for the Soyuz to come back down. For a few seconds as the capsule accelerated, the astronauts felt nearly seven times heavier than they would on the ground, enduring higher G-forces than on a normal Soyuz re-entry from space. Haig checked that the capsule was angled properly and scanned the ground below to see if they were headed for any hilly or mountainous country or water. Fortunately, the desert below was as flat as the region from which they recently had blasted off. They radioed their status to mission controllers, and search and rescue teams were already speeding towards the projected landing area. Parachutes deployed, abruptly jerking the capsule as its speed braked and its downward coast continued. Retro rockets fired moments before the Soyuz hit the ground with a thud and skidded to a stop on its side. Upside down, looking at dirt a foot away out the window, Haig took his first deep breath, then exchanged wide grins and shook hands with the cosmonaut. Uninjured, they joked about their short flight. Shortly thereafter, Nick Haig was able to call his wife on the satellite phone, where it went to voicemail. God, that's intense. Meanwhile, my biggest fear is getting degloved, which means having your ring catch on some workout equipment or machinery and then just rip your ring finger clear off, which is why I've switched to a silicone wedding ring. That's not entirely true. I switched to a silicone wedding ring because, as you may remember, I lost my gold wedding ring at the beach and it was too cheap to pay anything more than eight bucks to get a new one. But as soon as I did, I got this fancy silver silicone ring that looks like it was probably used at the space shuttle program itself. But then a friend of mine told me, hey, cool silicone ring. Were you worried about getting degloved? Well, what are you talking about? And then he explained the dismemberment to me. And oh my God, I totally am. I'll never go back to wearing metal rings again. Plus, when I eat a bunch of salty snacks, my finger doesn't get numb from swelling against my metal ring. There's a plus. Speaking of snacks, it's almost Halloween, which means it's time to flip the script on your kids by encouraging them to overcome their fears and turn sweat equity into something sweet while taking candy from strangers who are friends they haven't met just yet. All the while, Day of the Dead merchandise is popping up everywhere, either because of a Latin influx, a Walking Dead influence, or maybe just Disney's movie Coco, which has a song in it I now sing anytime a website asks me to enter my username and password. It goes, when I go online, remember me. After all that, if this episode happens to be our swan song because I jumped too close to sharks and fell short, always remember the show not for how it was, but for how it went out, by pointing at humanity at its worst, but with a pretty dope soundtrack all the same. Thanks to Turkey and Saudi Arabia playing the hits for all that. And then, <laughs> to be real, if we never did come back again, remember that this is something you can do too. Joshing around is just a verb-adverb combo. It's not something I have a secret or patent on. So, if we never speak again, just remember to have faith and confidence that you too can always start joshing around.